2: If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken, and trust each other and yourself to get through the hard moments, this is the workshop for you. Go to
1: widestmypartner.com to learn more and register. Join us for our exciting new workshop, Integrating Mind and Heart, a brain-savvy workshop that transforms your relationships. It's this September, 2023, and in this workshop, we'll help you explore what holds you stuck, and to understand and experience how your wildly efficient brain moves fast to protect you when you sense danger. The skills and tools we cover in this workshop will help you
0: develop practices that support your capacity to spend more time in those integrated states that promote relational connection.
2: And when you put it all together, integrating all these new skills and practices will help you to explore more ease in your relationships, even in the sticky hard moments that can derail an evening a week or even an entire relationship. If you want to get closer, say the things that usually go unspoken and trust each other and yourself, this is the workshop for you. Learn more and register at whydoesmypartner.com slash events. Welcome to the Why Doesn't My Partner podcast. I'm Jules. I'm Vicki. And I'm Rebecca. We're your hosts. We're also couples therapists and messy humans, bumbling through our own relationships every day. We met
1: through our training and practice of relational life therapy. Between us, we have more than 40 years of experience holding hard relational questions with our clients. We're going to bring those questions here. And together, we're going
0: to take a stab at answering those questions. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. If something you hear in this episode stirs something deep within you about your relationship, reach out to a couples therapist in your area.
2: We also love to hear your questions, so don't forget to go over to whydoesmypartner.com and leave us a question of your own. Here's today's question. Why doesn't my partner talk about what is good between us? What a question, right? There's nothing good.
1: I'm sorry. It's what I, no. I think. I, I refuse not to believe I know that's
2: that that true. is true. <laughs> I'm like biting my lip. I can't even respond to that one. I'm just sitting here like, mm. oh, no. <laughs> it's
1: just what no, comes I, to my I mind, think, mind
2: every time. And I agree. I
0: don't think that's why not at all. No, no. I think, I think part of it is we live in a really problem centric culture. And what I mean when I say that is I think we have this ideal um that it says things should be getting better all the time and you should be feeling happy all the time if you're yes. not that means there's a problem and you should focus on that problem and fix that problem and you yes. will know when that problem is fixed because you will never feel bad again
2: <laughs> right, right. Well, like happiness is, is a <laughs> static state
1: oh that's a great way to phrase it yes i've never heard that before but i love that yeah yeah or like it should oh. be and it, it is not right but like once joy. you re- reach it, joy. you're supposed to stay there forever.
0: Yes. Right. Joy is really different. Joy can be mm. uh, more expansive, right? And but it's like pops and moments
2: of joy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But, but I think also, like, I think there are plenty of people in this world who live a really joy-filled life. Yep. Mm-hmm. That they have lots of moments of meaning, mm-hmm. that they have lots of moments of deep connection, that they feel like there is a purpose, that there's in wonder their being here, that there's wonder moments are normal. And those have happiness in them and they have little joy pops in them. But I think there's like a baseline of uh the word that's coming to me is sated, like satiated, like um oh, like okay. uh full. Mm-hmm like a full, like I'm here and this is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there are plenty of, plenty of that going around, but I think we live, that's super different than happiness. Cause I think we live in a space that we hear a lot. We're supposed to be making more money and hitting the new goal and getting more followers and everything's supposed to be Mm -hmm. better all the time, every day. It's it's, And if you're not, you're doing something wrong.
2: It's something about enoughness, right? And, and like, Uh we're either good enough or we're not Mm -hmm. good enough. Oh, uh right. And so if it's like, if we're not kind of happy all the time, like Jules is talking about, then there must be something the matter. And if there's something the matter, then now I'm kind of diving into a space of what's the matter with us. What's the matter with you? What's the matter with me? What's the matter with our relationship? I'm going into probably some sort of a shame spiral. And it's exhausting
1: just hearing you talk about it, by the way, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so
2: much. Right. But shame (sighs) is the thief of joy. Say it again. Shame is the thief of joy. Yeah, because you
0: cannot actually have those two simultaneously.
1: Mm -hmm. And here's where I get confused. Because there has to be some reward in shame, which there isn't, I know, except Why would we stay there and focus on the negatives, which is shame-filled, if there wasn't some reward in it? Because joy feels so much better, so why don't we just flip to joy? Which we don't. So. Do, can I jump
0: into neurobiology about this? <laughs> so <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Am I allowed?
1: Am I allowed? Yeah. Okay, so,
2: <laughs> I mean, yeah. Please. Do we have to beg? We count on it. We will. We count on it.
1: <laughs> we will. We will.
0: Okay. So think of your brain as made up of all these different systems and each system has a relationship with the system next door. So here are two systems. There's a Bunch a bunch a bunch of different systems, but here's one of your systems, your threat response system. Mm-hmm. Here's another system, connection, care, care, joy, meaning. It's a system, right? Mm-hmm. The first one is really fed by a ton of norepinephrine, and it's got neurochemicals that are all about like. Ah, light yourself on fire because you need energy to escape threatening situations. Okay. And the other one is fed by oxytocin. That's your love uh, ne- neurochemical bonding. and okay. opiates, op- your natural opiates, mm-hmm. which calm you down and make you feel good. And your dopamine, which is part of your seeking system. Okay. So what's funny about these two systems is they have an inverse relationship. So when the, my threat system comes on, that care, compassion, joy, connection system goes down. And vice versa.
1: Because it has to. So, because if I'm in threat, I now is not the time to be nice to someone. So now let's talk about shame. It's, it's these not about together. niceness, right? It's about joy I, here.
0: Right. So, so... Shame is actually social terror. It's a threat.
2: Stick They're not going to like me. Something's the matter when with you, me. Yeah. yeah. When, I'm going to feel this is gonna,
0: shame. It's going to destroy me. Sh- totally. When you feel shame, you're going to be ostracized. You actually feel in your body. Those are the kind of thoughts that go on. And most people will feel like a tingling underneath their armpits or down their back. They'll feel hot in the face, sympathetic nervous system. That tingling, by the way, is your adrenal system dumping cortisol into your bloodstream because you need to, you're about to get, get out. up and defend yourself. Energize. Yep. Exactly. Energize for defense. And this gut drop in the center where your gut goes kind of hollow. And there we're going to move more into that uh, collapsy sort of defense strategy. So, when which is energy it,
2: conservation now?
0: When we move which into is collapse. energy conservation, right? And because those systems don't actually go into the same um, little spaces inside of the brain, they actually can activate simultaneously. So, oh my god, shame is a really hard feeling, and what you're having is a threat response, which means your threat response system is running now. And if your threat response system is running, it's actually not easy to flip into joy. That doesn't mean you can't, but it means it's going to take a lot of effort. You've got to calm that threat system down before you're going to be able to move into that more connected space, into that more cherishing space. Right? So why don't we just flip? Well, because actually physiologically you can't just flip. You have to calm down the threat first.
1: Well, and it also takes more energy and we don't like to exert energy, right? So it's easier to stay in the shame.
0: It would, well, it's not pleasant. Um, no, I didn't say pleasant. <laughs> easier. No, but, but, well, I think I think I don't know if it's easier or not because our threat response system is highly taxing. It's yeah. so I don't think it's okay about that. I just think you okay. can't you can't just move from one to the other. So you have to increase your safety to come out of the threat before mm-hmm. you're going to be able to turn
2: on that other system. Here, here's the thing that you've got me thinking about. When we're in a state of shame, when we're having that whole threat response system coming online, can our brain pick up the pieces of evidence inside ourselves and outside in the world relationally that say, oh, look at that, that went well. (laughs) Like we're not orienting towards those moments of joy. When we're in a threat system, we're orienting towards, see, this is what I need to be af- afraid of. This is what's not working.
0: Generally, it would be harder to pick them up, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Generally, it would be harder to pick them up. And if you're in in that state for a long time, if you're mm-hmm. in that state a lot. Like if that's your baseline. If that's a baseline for you, then you, that may be why your partner's not doing it. But it could be something simple, like we're problem-centered society Mm -hmm. and that's what we all live all the time. And so we're always focusing on the problems, which is really too bad because that is not what's going to make your relationship better. What's going to make your relationship better is actually amplifying the moments that are working, amplifying that joy. So if you do feel scared in your relationship a lot, if you feel like you're going to be rejected, if you feel like you're in the space where you're kind of always guessing that I'm not going to be enough, then the first thing to do is reestablish safety. And then we want to do amplification of joy, which I think is really embodied by the word cherishing. So much. Yeah. So then we, yeah, go ahead. How do you reestablish safety? This is exactly what I was thinking. Well, one, I think that's as unique as a fingerprint. Sure. So Mm -hmm. how do you reestablish safety for you? Right. You you know what? One of, one of the first go to's that I have is to play with hearing each other and with eye contact, gentle, gentle eye contact. Um, when you're actually in that shame state. So the expectation when you're in the shame state is I'm going to look up and see that you're judging me, see that you're Mm. rejecting me. And if I can take in. A tone of voice from my partner that says, I'm welcome here, even if I'm freaking out, or if I can take in eyes that care about me.
2: We're practicing compassion.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if my partner's, yeah, if my partner's in a shame state, what I'm going to do is have a lot of compassion and ask him to see if he can hear me or see if he can see my eyes. And if I'm the one who's often in those states, then I might share at a moment that's a little more calm. Maybe we have one of those, our favorite meta conversations (laughs) where we say, this is what's happening. Could we try this when this happens to me? Here's the word I'm going to use to tell you what's happening to me. Or Mm -hmm. here's a hand signal I'm going to use to tell you it's happening. Would you be able to, even if I can't make my contacts, talk to me because you know, the prosody in your voice and that's a fancy word for like, Tone. Oh, my voice moves up and down, right? Mm-hmm. So we read um vocal tone as safe and unsafe faster even than we can read eyes that are safe or unsafe. And so, if you can't make eye contact and you're in a flood of shame, then you can use you can use, um, can
2: you use your voice? how somebody
0: talks to you, yeah, to come out.
2: This is why my voice sounds so different when I'm talking to my family versus when I'm sitting in my therapist chair Mm. like Mm. the quality of my voice changes it's not that I don't I have a different consciousness over it when I'm sitting in my chair as a therapist and when I'm with my family I'm not as conscious of the tone of my voice unless I have to be Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) yeah so, yeah. So connection is the thing that makes us feel safe generally, mm-hmm. especially in shame, because shame is a social threat. So it's solved with social connection. Right. So if you're feeling threat or if you're feeling like things are going really, really bad all the time in your relationship, then the first thing would be to read this down with safety. But then amplifying, cherishing is huge.
1: i'm 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 stuck on the connection versus shame and just how lovely that was. So that's why I'm just sitting here silently because I really like those two juxtaposed together mm-hmm. yeah, that was you can feel it
0: you can mm-hmm. like feel yeah. it in your in your heart space and mm-hmm. feel it in 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 that space.
2: oh yeah, that's how love is the way
0: well it feels that's too- how we get through that
2: mm-hmm. It feels to me like one of the things that shame needs so much is like when we're in shame, we feel really alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the connection like undoes that aloneness, like, Hey, Mm -hmm. I'm here with you. There's Mm -hmm. nothing the matter with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And and it doesn't have to be words that say it. It can just be a presence. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. And first,
0: you know, you have to, check out your own system and be gentle and welcoming with the cues that come for you, because I really do mean it. What makes you feel safe Mm
2: -hmm. is as
0: unique as a fingerprint to you. Mm-hmm. this is we have some general things oh these help tone of voice mm-hmm. helps eye contact helps well i don't know maybe for you neither of those things can help because you have something in your history or something in the way you process those things that makes those hard for you to take in mm-hmm. and what's going to work for you is a gentle touch on your pinky finger i have no idea <laughs> you have to check yourself out <laughs> this is why i'm so into welcoming our systems your system knows what it needs for healing.
2: Right. And so, this is also where part of this work of being healthier and healthier in relationships, of healing ourselves relationally, Mm -hmm. is really about getting conscious of what happens when I don't feel safe. What does that look like in my system? Mm -hmm. What happens when you don't feel safe? What does that look like in your system? How do we get Mm -hmm. to consciously know these parts of ourselves and each other? And how, what is what is the experience that we have in our relationship in the space between us when one or both of us are not feeling safe?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, can we create agreements where we pause there, come back into safety, and then amplify our cherishing more, right? Mm-hmm. right? So, like, I don't know, how do you cherish your partner? because I don't think we're talking enough about that. we We get calls too. Why doesn't my partner do this? Why does my partner do that? Right. That's Mm -hmm. we built a podcast on it, guys. (laughs) I don't know if you're aware, (laughs) but I think we need to be talking about cherishing a ton more because this is one of the biggest pieces of gold for your relationship ever is how often, how much can we sit in cherishing moments?
2: I think that we can build practices around Mm -hmm. these kinds of conversations. So here's an example. Mm -hmm. Um, The the more I do my own work, the more my partner does his own work, the more we start noticing these little growth edges that we both have, right? Like one Mm -hmm. of mine is very historical in my family line. Guilt is used as a way of kind of manipulating and controlling, right? And so I'll have these little comments every now and then that just are like, Tweak, tweak, tweak. And he goes into like a guilt response. Right. And so there's this little thing, and we're talking about it now. We're naming it. And in doing that, we're able to pause more in those moments. And when we pause, there is so much gratitude from both of us that like we're able to make a shift there because we're talking about it. So I think some of that cherishing is like, oh, when we talk about it, look at what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It feels like slowing down and cherishing the
0: success moments as you're in, as as you're putting, yeah. As you're
2: putting in some of the practices. Yeah. And, and it's like, it's an ongoing piece of work. It's not like we go from zero to 60, right. But it's like every day is a relational practice in every Mm -hmm. moment of every day. Uh Right. I'm working towards this. And so when we're working it together, (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. That's that's the piece, that's where the connection is.
1: Mm -hmm. I also think that what's been changing for me recently, um, I can give a whole background story with it, is remembering love. Mm -hmm. Like literally remembering this is a person I love, not the enemy. Because if I'm Mm -hmm. in my threat response, threat by Mm -hmm. to me, threat by definition is you're the enemy. Like Mm -hmm. whoever's threatening me is the enemy. And so if I can remember in that moment, he's not the enemy. I love him. Mm -hmm. It helps me shift my perspective on him and Mm -hmm. shift my perspective like in that moment. And I've also found with cherishing, um, I think a large part, again, speaking for me, but I think I'm speaking for more than just me, of what gets in the way is pride, well, I don't want to do such and such right now. I don't want to give in right now. And that's just my pride. We were having a conversation weeks Mm -hmm. ago, Thursday night. I don't remember what it was. I really don't. But by Friday morning, I took a time out by Friday morning, totally saw it his way. He was a hundred percent right. And literally my next thought was, I don't want to tell him that. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) And I caught it. I was like, oh, Vicky, that's pride. And I did. Mm-hmm. He came downstairs. I told him the whole thing. I'm like, I see where you were coming from. You're 100% right. I wish I could remember the whole topic. But it really hit me. Of like, like, oh, I wanted to dig in and he can't be right. Mm-hmm. So not letting pride get in the way, that's cherishing.
0: Totally. And I'm thinking of the little things too. Like I came home today and my husband had gotten dinner like from... The H-E-B or whatever. That's our grocery store down here. Mm -hmm. From Like he'd gotten quick, quick dinner because he knew I was doing this tonight. Mm -hmm. And so I'm hugging him and telling him, thanks for taking care of dinner, babe. Mm -hmm. You know, and nice haircut, by the way, because he did get a haircut. So it's like noticing, noticing the things. And it can be a little look. It can be a little smile. It can be a wink. It could be a special phrase you have that you guys work out together. That means
2: I remember love. It's like right. when my husband warms up the car for me in the morning.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so cool. And because how it's much are you appreciating? Right. Oh, totally. My God, yeah. And how much are you appreciating? So in that kind of moment, if we're, if not only is that happening, but we're noticing that it happens, right. everybody wants to be appreciated. Mm-hmm. if, Rather than worrying about whether or not I'm being appreciated enough, what Mm -hmm. happens if I up my frequency of appreciating my partner and just see what it does?
2: Just see what it does. (laughs) Like an experiment. It's my favorite experiment, (laughs) right? I think we've talked about this a little bit, right? But this is totally my favorite experiment because here's, here's what I have found. And I don't want to like break the surprise for everybody who's listening, but I think it might also amplify why to try this. Um, Mm -hmm. What I personally find is that when you focus on, oh, this is working, it feels really good. And I want to let you know about this. It is like one of the best, most golden ways of getting more of what you like.
0: (laughs) Totally. (laughs) If you want more of that, comment on it. (laughs) It works so good. (laughs) The truth is, is that negative reinforcement actually only works some of the time, but positive reinforcement works almost all the time. Um, So the research is actually really clear on this. So if what you want is more of a thing, then when you get it,
2: celebrate you better
0: it. really celebrate <laughs> it. And don't forget that it takes about 20 or 30 seconds for your brain mm-hmm. to take in something positive. So you've got to make that amplification bigger than you thought.
2: And it's like celebrate getting a little bit of it.
1: Right. Like don't mm-hmm. wait until
2: you get all of what you're wanting.
1: Mm-mm. Like notice Mm-mm. that toe yeah. in the
2: water and mm-hmm. be like, oh, look at that. You put your toe in the water. That so mm-hmm. make that mm-hmm. bigger, right? Yeah. Because you're moving, yeah. you're moving mm-hmm. the, the, Needle. yes, Needle. that's the word Making I a little defend.
0: bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. 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 And there's going to be part of you, especially if it's taken a long time for you to get some of what you want. There's going to be a part of you that wants to do this. I'm so glad you did that. No, that wasn't enough, by the way. <laughs> I just want you to know, I still need more. <laughs> Don't do that. Or, Those or, are two separate yeah. conversations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just separate them out by time. So when you're when you're celebrating somebody for giving you what you want, you don't want to make it a backhanded compliment, right? right. You want to go. That was better, but not enough.
2: <laughs> right. You want to just, just stay, absorb like, the good. If, if you're getting the good in the moment, stay with that. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. stay right there. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. That feels really good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that feels different. I like that. Let me let me let you know how much I like that. Mm-hmm. Right, and and if even if there's something you're like, yeah, but hold that for the meta conversation you have another time. In this moment, stay with the thing that feels good because it's mm-hmm. happening right now. Mm-hmm. Choose that. Mm, stay in the moment of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't like talk it.
2: about. Oh, we. You know what? what? What make this better right now right, is if you did right. this <laughs> and this, and then have the meta conversation later about the thing that felt good. Don't you mess that up?
0: No, you just no. shot yourself do in that. the foot.
2: Don't do that. Right. Talk about what's working now and then have the meta conversation later. That was great then. And could we add this to it?
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Because otherwise you're just polluting the
0: polluting that space in between. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. (coughs) Yeah. And you didn't sit in the good long enough for it to Mm -hmm. register. Good. It'll just be registering as I get it. No matter how hard I try, I'm never going to be enough for him. Whatever it is. Right. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah. So something's coming to me lately. Mm-hmm. This is this is the end of of our second
2: season. This is this is the end of season mm-hmm. 2. <gasps> can, and that I, can we just celebrate
0: that
2: oh, <laughs> We made two. It through two
0: freaking seasons of this podcast <laughs> and there's <clears> lots <throat> more coming we already lots. have we've so many <laughs> loaded tons of questions keep them coming yeah, we're gonna we ha- get to all of them
2: if we haven't keep answered them- your question it's probably already gonna be recorded for season three mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah So what I was thinking is all of you guys are about to go on a break and feel free to re-listen to old episodes when we do, but what if we gave everybody a cherishing challenge for the break? I think everybody should
2: totally do a cherishing challenge over break. And what would that look like?
0: Um, okay, here's, here's an idea and you guys all throw in your ideas too. Um, here's an idea, write down 10 things that you imagine you could do 10 small things that would make your partner feel cherished. It would be mm-hmm. cherishing to them. And then every day, pick one and do a little bit of that. Oh, I like that. Wow. I do like that. And you can trade it up. You can pick different ones. You can make your list 20 long if you want.
1: <laughs> Jules just looks so excited right now.
2: <laughs> I see, it's because I,
1: I love love.
2: Be, be, because my system is a little different than Jules's system. Mm-hmm. That feels like a lot of work to me.
0: Yeah. And so, so don't do that if that's your reaction.
2: <laughs> right. Like I'm like, uh I like, I like, I like it and I don't like the work part of it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. me, and I love this, right? Because like we're we're kind of modeling a little bit how yeah. different our systems might be, right? And mm-hmm. that there are mm-hmm. many different ways to do this. For mm-hmm. me, it's more about kind of setting an intention. Like, I want to cherish the people I love today. I want to let them know what I love about them. I want to let them know what really makes me feel good. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of setting that intention and then I'm finding little sparks and moments to, to amplify it, to celebrate mm-hmm. it, to be in it with them. You know, it, it mm-hmm. might even just be like an embrace or a hug that just lasts a little bit longer. I was just thinking that. Right. Or like last mm-hmm. night I was, I was tucking one of my kiddos in and we have this thing where like tuck them in, they get out of bed, like teenage, teenage thing, right? Like up way later than they should. And then they come in, they're like, I can't fall asleep. And then that's when I lay down and like their whole brain unwinds and they tell me everything. And Mm -hmm. um, so I was tucking them in again. And I was like, you know what? And I said this to them. I was like, this is my favorite moment of the day. Mm -hmm. I love these moments. Right. Where, like, I just really get to witness you and see you and be with yeah. you. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, so that is like a cherishing moment right there. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's tons. Yeah. yeah. So you could, like, just set the intention that when I see something to cherish, I will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, try to orient myself towards it a little bit more, try to practice moving yeah. into those moments.
0: Yeah, because that salience network actually, it's like when you buy a car. Think about the network like this. When you want to buy a new car and you're researching a new car and you decide for the first time in your life you're going to buy a red Toyota and suddenly there are red Toyotas everywhere. everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because your brain got that that was important to pay attention to. Yeah. So if in the beginning of the day Mm -hmm. you say, here's what I want to pay attention to, you're more likely to catch moments that you're
1: looking for. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And to see... Um, I have to change my perspective on some stuff to see that while it doesn't look in my eyes, like that's a connection piece for him. It is. So if I'm feeling disconnected and he's trying to connect in his way, embrace that Mm. and do Mm. it. (laughs) Like I, there'll be a a band playing and I'm like, oh, I don't like this band. And he'll look at me. It's happened three times. He's like, yes, you do. Like, I don't. I know better than you do what I like and don't like. And he goes, name how many songs, because I'm going to play their songs and you'll know this many and you'll like more than this many. I'm like, this isn't fun for me. I don't want to do this. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, but he wants to do this and it's time together and it's just listening to music. So, okay, we can do this. (laughs) <laughs> so rather than he's trying to control me and he thinks he knows better what I like, but like, that's cherishing to see it differently. <laughs> totally, <laughs> And like, Oh, this is his way of connecting. Cause he loves music and I don't. And you know what
0: would be amazing is I bet if you thought about it in that way, suddenly the way his eyes look when he's sharing it with you oh, look mm-hmm. different and like joyful mm-hmm. and they about are. like, being sharing yeah. something he loves. He with loves his it. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm hearing it too. And, now, like, and and you hear it like, oh my God, I'm his lady. Yeah. Instead of, oh my God, I don't like that music. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but I'm also hearing that like there's this other spark in there that I'm hearing. Can I share it with you, please? Like there's this little playful challenge where he's like <laughs> I know that's what you totally like. I, I want. I want to like see what you know. Like, I, I you don't think you like this, but I'm going to find that spark in you. Like, yeah. How beautiful! It's almost like. Yeah. It's almost like,
1: honey, I do know you.
0: Let me show oh, you. Oh, yes. yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yes. And I don't see it that way. But so that's what I mean about like my part of the challenge would be like, is there a healthy? That's not the right word. Is there a more connected way I could be seeing this?
0: I love that. Is there a more connected way I could be seeing this? And usually there is be like That could be like the home base of the Cherishing Challenge. Is Mm -hmm. there a more connected way I could be saying this? Is there a more connected way I could be seeing this? Is -hmm. there a more connected way I could be showing up in this moment? Experiencing this. Mm -hmm. Experiencing this. Is there a different way I could connect to this moment and take it in in a different way? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like it when you phrase it that way. Mm
2: -hmm. And then we've also been talking about one other thing, and that's these kind of like morning celebratory moments of high fives to ourselves in the mirror Mm -hmm. or like, you know, Mm -hmm. just expressions of excitement and celebration. Exactly.
0: Think about it like, um, this could be like cherishing yourself challenge too. Mm -hmm. Like how much are you Mm -hmm. cherishing you? The more you cherish you, the more easy it is to cherish other people. The more you cherish other people, the easier it is for you to cherish you. Just cherishing just goes, I see a waterfall of cherishing in my mind right now. Mm -hmm. So the reason we do it with a physical gesture, like a high five, like high fiving yourself in the mirror and not everybody likes high five. If you don't, don't use that, right? <laughs> but if- Dance if around, cool. whatever. Just, a, do, this, do, this, you dance do whatever around. celebratory totally, movement you like. Right. But right. look at
2: yourself while you do it.
0: Right. So the reason this works so well as a way of amplifying your cherishing of yourself and your support of yourself is because that- Part in the middle of your brain for anybody taking notes, it's called your basal ganglia, but it does psychomotor movement for everybody else. Just forget what I said. Just it's in the center of your brain. And what it does when I say psychomotor movement is that it knows what movement means emotionally. So I like high five. So let's mm-hmm. take a high five for a okay. second. What does a high five mean? What does my shoulder know high five means? Why is it that when my kid runs out of the bathroom going, mommy, I brush my teeth and clean the sink, I go, yeah, and give her a high five without thinking about it. It's because everything in my body knows that what a high five means to me is you got this. You're amazing. I celebrate you.
2: You can do hard
0: things. I support you. I see what you did. I appreciate you. Everything in my body knows that's what a high five means. If I pair that knowing with my own face, not the words, the movement, because it lives in the movement. It doesn't live in the words. If I pair it with my own face, the basal ganglia exactly. If I pair the knowing of the high five with my face. What I just did was give that emotional knowing to that lady in the mirror. So whether it's a dancing around celebration or throwing your arms up at the air celebration or throwing a heart shape with your hands to your girlfriends, if that's what you do to celebrate people, like whatever it is, if you can make it physical and pair it with you, you can ch- really transform how you see yourself. You know, I was talking to somebody who'd been doing this for a couple months, and what she told me was that she her critical voice has completely stopped. It took her a couple weeks to even notice it. She'd been <laughs> doing it. She'd been doing this every day for about two months, and I asked how it was going, and she was like. No, it's so weird. I was thinking about it the other day. I think it's been a couple of weeks since I've heard myself say anything critical to myself in my brain.
2: I love it. Wow. Do you know I'm having a hard time implementing the practice, but you know what I found myself doing? I remember mm-hmm. it when I'm being critical, and then I go do it. Uh, oh, nice, awesome. I like it. Yeah. So I it's like it. It, I'm like somewhere in between actually practicing it every day and like re- like going like Oh, yeah. Wait, hold on. This might help. Yeah, totally. I do practice it every day and it
0: is, it, and it's something that's, I, I can't even put my finger on what it's transforming inside yeah, for me, It's big, but it's, it's something really big. Yeah. It's something mm-hmm. like, it's something like all those stories about who you thought you were had nothing to do with this lady in the mirror. You're oh. cherishing you. It's like deeply yeah. cherishing me.
2: Oh, look at your face right now. It's not for what I do. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it's not for what I do or how I think or what I accomplish. It's like, no, really, that soul matters Mm -hmm. just for being. Just for being. It's really transforming something for me. So I just, whatever it is for you, it doesn't have to be high five, but like- if, if what it is for you is jumping up and down or what it is for you is throwing your heart to yourself in the mirror, if you put something physical that means that, that means you get that this person matters and you mm-hmm. pair it with your face, it will transform your brain. Mm.
2: Jules, just witnessing what you transmitted. it. Through your face as you were sharing that story, which I know our listeners can't see, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you could probably hear it. You could I'm probably hear it, right <laughs> but, but and but we're just, talking about it, yeah. so they know. And, and, but but for <laughs> me, there there was such a beautiful like um, I, my my whole body took you in, right? And and as I heard you and I took in your ex- your experience. There was like a softening in me that went, well, maybe I can do this every day. So I just want to thank you for sharing that.
0: Mm. Oh, and what a lovely example of cherishing you just did. Mm. (laughs) So we're just going full circle here. (laughs) We're going to wrap this episode (laughs) up real nice. I'm going to put a bow on it for everybody. I thought Christmas was over, but it turned out. <laughs> it keeps no. going. It keeps going. <laughs> so,
2: so I think that's a really good place for us to land. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll be on break for a little bit, but keep tuned. We've got Happy season,
1: season
2: two. Happy season two, guys.
1: Yeah. Happy season Celebrating two. season two. Yeah.
2: We'll be back with season three. And uh, in the meantime, cherish each other.
0: Love each other
2: best you can. Bye bye.
0: That wraps up this week's episode. Join us again
2: next week for another Why Does My Partner? We hope that you continue to listen wherever you get your audio and that you'll follow the show. To go deeper,
1: join us at our boot camp. You'll find the next date at whydismypartner.com.
2: Did you know you could ask us your question? Your questions are relational gold. Go to whydoesmypartner.com to either write in or record your question for a future episode. We want to tell you more about our sponsor, Therapy Wisdom. Jules is one of their amazing educators. And you can also find teachers like Janina Fisher, Bessel Vanderkalk, Deidre Fay. And Akilah Riley Richardson, plus a bunch of people you might not have heard of, but will definitely want to start following once you take their courses.
0: And because you listen to us, the Therapy Wisdom team is offering a secret code to give you free access to one of my one-hour wise conversations. Use the code WDMP at checkout.